Speaking of comedians, let's talk about Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> who's totally exactly Zach like Bob Hope. Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. It, it's really weird. Whoever came up with this movie and then thought that <laughs> Zach Galifianakis was the one to put in it. Well, this was the director, Jared Drake. I was looking at his resume. This is like the first movie he directed and produced. Right. In 2008. Right. And yeah. I didn't know about it. I totally missed it because I, I, I didn't get into Zach Galifianakis until his later. Brother, his brother was it was and still is his uh, his writer. Oh. In oh, fact, Brandon. I, in fact, I am trying to get a hold of him right now. So it's Brandon Drake. Brandon, right. Right. I'm trying to well, get... Well, he him. should... You should ask him to come on the Dream World Review and, and talk about Visioneers with us and explains explain himself. I would. That's that's really what I want him to do. I want I want him to explain what the f- was all about. <laughs> oh, let's have some respect here. Hey, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I think I've actually worked at a company like that, but uh, we weren't doing it out of respect. <laughs> yes, I know. That was that was really Get back to work. That, that was really actually a little bit jarring for a while. I have to say, because <laughs> somebody walks in and it's like, "Hi, how's it going?" Mick Strong just held up his middle finger. For, yeah, for those of you who are listening, only listening to this podcast, you must understand that one of the primary um, <laughs> ways of greeting each other in this film, uh, with, with they the can't company, see it. Uh, yeah, it is that they flip people off. That's oh, that, what I'll do. I'll overdub like the corporate. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll overdub a descriptive audio track. Oh, there you go. Mick that, Strawn just held up his middle finger. <laughs> and just flip. And just flip the. Flip the we uh, should have a descriptive off. audio track on our our podcast. We should anyway. We should. <laughs> That'd anyway. be like the first one to ever do it. I think. <laughs> But, um, but anyway, so ass film. I like know? the description of this. When people begin exploding from stress, George Washington Winston Hammerman <laughs> decides to ignore the epidemic until he suffers some of the first symptoms of explosion. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And um, yeah. And well, I'm a huge fan of Baskets, so I love Zach Galifianakis. I like his, his oh. comedy. I like the Between Two Ferns show. I like all that stuff. I love but Zach this is not that I'm not guy. Sure, I'm not sure that this... <laughs> this is sure the real that... Zach, I think. This is how he is in real life. I bet you he's that depressed in real life. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, don't they say most comedians you know, are kind of well, depressed? Most, yeah, when, when the comedian goes <clears throat> home at night and... Uh, so this uh, is him. Uh, yeah, I know. It, it is a... It's it's weird, you know. I think he was perfect for the role, though. Actually, honestly, um, because it was I so. Think, I think it is. It, it is. This is a good example of where they actually, the production designer and the DP got together, and either either they got together or the production designer told the <laughs> DP how 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 they were going to work together, which is actually the way that it should be. Um, because the two of them together did this, uh, they did a thing that just absolutely screamed other world. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> like, like the office was was <laughs> really sterile, but still. And by the way, there, there's something that I have you seen? Um, what is the show on Apple? The uh, 
there's there's a show on Apple. Uh, if it's on Apple, I probably haven't seen it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, oh, I can't think of the name of it, but it it has a very a very sparse look. It's it's done in an office. It's it's done with a guy hmm. that plays Ben in uh, in arts and in, in oh. uh, Parks and Rec. I think I've seen a preview for that. Yeah, but I can't and think of it. It is it is uh, it is really really a good series, but the production design of it is trying to say how sterile everything is, and they did almost too good of a job of it because because it doesn't a lot of it really doesn't look very good you know is it like the star trek discovery sterile <laughs> not discovery uh the other one i can't remember TNG, which one right no generation. it was a new one of the newer star trek series that looked uh very sterile it's not discovery i can't remember <laughs> it's not the card. I'm, I'm blanking on it the one with the, the african-american woman that's hot oh, is, and oh. she's a captain that one yeah no, no, no! It's not like that. It's it's like pure white rooms and and that kind of thing. You know, almost. Oh, okay. Almost, uh, uh, Yoko Ono and John Lennon's apartment. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, uh, uh, the thing is, is they managed to do that and still get a good look out of this film, right? Well, this was well. So I, at first, I was like, tell, you could tell that they didn't have much money. Yeah, this is definitely low budget. Yeah, <laughs> but at first I was like, "This is kind of dystopian." I'm like, "No, it's not dystopian. It's a, uh, it's a black comedy, really." But it reminded me of Brazil. Yeah, it has a feeling of Brazil, which I haven't seen for a long time. But I was, it, I think, some of the office scenes reminded me of Brazil a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was. It's definitely a dark comedy. I don't think it's really a dystopian like right. sci-fi. Like <laughs> that's what my first impression was. But, but I think it was. It, it really. I mean, all the way from his office. It's hard to, to talk about this one. To his <laughs> home, to his yeah. home, and and like his backyard, you know, it, the home kind of looked like nobody lived in it. Nineteen eighty four was another one I was thinking of. Yeah, and, and the and the backyard was being taken over slowly by his brother, <laughs> <laughs> which was the most. It, it was it was interesting and so totally didn't have anything to do with what was going well, on. Well, I think that well it did because he he found a way to have fun and not explode. Yeah, and not, well, and not explode. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I, I, it's hard to watch this one. It was very interesting to me. It's uh, actually, I kind of like this. I actually, at first, I wasn't so sure, but then when we started getting yeah. into the part where the somebody exploded, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. <laughs> and then the wife. Well, what's interesting is it, it's supposed to be. I think it was definitely a black dark comedy with a human message oh yeah the whole thing between him and his wife like especially when she breaks down after something happens and they finally connect like normal people do right <laughs> you know that was that was interesting to me because i think that was kind of what it was all about really is that what the world could possibly come to <laughs> which it might have already i don't right. know it's been a while since i've worked in the office but if my office ended up like this i would definitely use that for it held up his middle yeah. finger yeah. I would definitely wave at them. Yeah, wave the, the waving. Yeah, Mick Strong yeah. just held up his middle finger. <laughs> it's um, it, it is really. Uh, you can't really put this one in a box. Like, I mean, no, how do you describe this? It, you know, it is impossible to talk about. It really is. It is. I I, I, I was trying to make notes. And I'm like, I, uh, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Uh, what was the name of it again? 
It's called Visioneers, which Visioneers. I don't know what they do in the office. Yeah, <laughs> but it's interesting. Uh, it's really strange. It's not the, the writing really isn't very heavy. Like there's not a lot of dialogue. He just, in fact, I don't think he really talks very much. No, but he's really very doesn't. depressed. It's, it's, it feels like a documentary. Like it's like, but it's it, does. it really does. <laughs> but it's kind of a sci-fi film. I think it builds up tension really gradually, until, yeah, I mean, it kind of gradually builds up and builds up and builds up until finally. Well, you have this. Dispo- I'm trying to be vague. This dystopian <laughs> world that's going. Uh, Eraserhead. That's yeah. another one. Yeah, yeah. It, it's got this. <laughs> I don't really think world that's going. But but I'm not convinced I it's think- dystopian. I, I think it's it kind of relates a lot to what's going United on. States. Well, yeah, yeah. The the thing is, is if if you do a dystopian film and it hits as close to home as this <laughs> then then <laughs> what he's trying to do is, is is he's trying to make a dystopian film and make you recognize uh yourself in it but i felt galifianakis i felt his pain like i could and, feel it because i've worked at offices where i felt like that <laughs> and uh you know like i felt like i needed to get out of the office or i was gonna explode see, you know it's never kind of thing. been my never been it's it's funny. you've been lucky it's and actually funny. i've been pretty lucky i say i worked in offices but most of my career was was working in sales where yeah, i was yeah if i was in the office they would kick me out they said what the fuck are you doing here go sell, yeah, something. go sell something go sell something kurt held up his middle finger <laughs> you know i was uh <laughs> my my son and my uh daughter were talking over dinner and they're they're they were talking about you know what it's like to work in corporate worlds because bo- both of them do you know, they're both creatives in the corporate world. Right? Ooh, they must yeah. be. Well, but not only creatives, but 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 creatives and bosses. You know, vice presidents and creatives at the same time. And and what a fine line wow. that is. <laughs> and every once in a while, they, they turn to me and go, "You know what that's like?" And I go, "Dude, I have no idea. You have to work with these people year after year after year. And yeah. You know what?" My, you have short I, little I, stints. I, I, I had stints of like like six months would have been horrendous. That's a lifetime to spend with these people. <laughs> and you can always walk out of the boardroom. Right. <laughs> you don't have to be there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I've worked in the corporate world. Well, I can relate to them because, uh, I mean, I was – well, actually, my creativity came in, came in handy because I was selling advertising. I was working in radio, TV, and you know, newspapers and stuff. So a lot of times I would create the artwork and – show it to him and then not tell my I didn't want my my office to know that I actually created these ads and sometimes I even recorded them like when I did radio <clears throat> but I would say oh, no this is what the customer wanted <laughs> but it's really I, I created it sold it well and told them see, that the customer wanted that see now the great thing about this is is that you, you I could get away with something new on a show by saying oh yeah no you know I've done this before on another show it hasn't come out yet <laughs> but, but but I definitely did that over there on the other show. Of course, I'd be bull. But yeah. but you know the thing is, is everybody's bull in Hollywood all the time. So. Well, when you're dealing with corporate people, especially bosses that aren't creatives, you tell them what they want to hear, even if it's not true, and you just make them happy by giving them the results they want. That's all you worry about. I remember I uh, <laughs> I, I was working on um, Hercules in New Zealand. And uh, and we were trying to get to, we were trying to get through this. Uh, um, oh, what was it? It was uh, the very first village that we did, right? And we and we did these. It was supposed to be the men's village 
uh, as opposed to the Amazon Women's Village, right? So we were doing the Men's Village, and we were trying to get the drawings approved so that we could just start building, right? No, and and they kept coming back and going, oh, we don't know about this and this and this and this, and and finally, <laughs> finally, I took I took a drawing <laughs> and went over to the uh, um, to the uh, fax machine. And, and I made sure that we were late enough so that there was only a couple people left in the office in L.A. And what we would do is we would fax. I said, here's what we're going to do. You start faxing these. And I, and I had, you know, uh, my coordinator. And, and she goes, well, I don't know what you're doing here. And I go, look, fax the drawings. She says, these are the same drawings that we've had before. And I go, I know, I know. We're not changing anything. Don't worry about it. So what she would do is she would start faxing and I would wait. And I would, this is early days of, of, of like uh, fax machines or this wasn't when they were at the best. And I would hold, I would just push on the, and hold the paper for a while. And then I'd let it release and then I'd hold the paper for a while. And then I'd let it release and hold it, hold it and just pin it with my finger. And so, so I kept, so we kept getting this. I, I, I can't remember who was on the other side of the line, but they said, look, I just got a fax that's four feet long. That's your first drawing. <laughs> it's four oh, feet wow. long. And I go, really? Oh, look, we'll send it again. It's okay. And, and so. Oh, <laughs> well, I know. She, yeah, you had to feed it through the. Right. Okay. Yeah, you had to feed it through the thing. And so I'd just push my finger on the print. Uh, 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 uh. Then it come through, you know, like longer than the last one. Right. You know, and I kept going and going and going. And we kept at it for about 45 minutes. And, 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 and I, he says, he says, I have like 20 feet of fax down here. I have no idea what, what this, I have no idea what this is. And then I said, you know what, Bob, don't worry about it. What we did is we just had, we just took, look, we've got to get going. But I, I took all of your ideas and incorporated them into this set of drawings. And he goes, oh, well, as long as you've done that, fine. And he approved everything and away we went. <laughs> <laughs> and he had 20 feet and he had 20 feet of f-ing facts for like mm, six pages <laughs> oh wow that's awesome yes <laughs> well i used to be like when i sold radio they'd give us like packages to sell and i would take it would have all the options on the page i'm like well this is f-ing stupid how am i going to sell this like i want to sell the highest one obviously <laughs> so i would i would throw it out and right. i would create my own oh, exactly. <laughs> and use their exactly. packet their top package was my middle and then i'd create a one that was even better and oh. I called it the super platinum or whatever I called it. <laughs> and then I'd have like, and I never showed my boss, but What's they didn't this? care. They, they're like, oh, you sold my, our top package and sold more on top of that. And they didn't care. They just wanted the results. Yeah, I, I used to do this. I used to wait to go into a meeting, you know, like an effects meeting or something. And I would give somebody a, like, like walking in, I would give somebody else a really great idea. And then, and then. They would be immediately like be oh and then you know and what you do is pick the stupidest person that was walking in right and you'd give that must them be an hard. idea and, and you'd get yeah well, is that and, one and, of the producers no no somebody that's working like mid level right you know? oh, okay and you get somebody like that and you would get them to be the first one to bring up your idea and then you would second it and, and then yep. then what you would do is you would ex- you you would give them slight a, a version of your idea, right? And then, and then you would second it and correct it to the actual version of your idea, <laughs> and that way you weren't on the firing line. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. I've been the guy that was suggested an idea. And then I brought it up, and then the other guy made it sound better. Wait, I've been I've, I've been on the other end of that. That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I must have been the dumbest guy in the room, I guess. Yeah, that's See, right. Well, things are know, happening now. Hey, you know, hey, listen, it's good to have goals. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I got when I worked longer, I became the veteran that would do that to other to the new people. <laughs> that's exactly what happens. So, so back to back to what we're talking about. What are we talking about? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. This, uh, this <laughs> Visioneers, film, this movie, Visioneers, which doesn't make it. I don't know. The title makes no sense, but uh, yeah, the, it absolutely <laughs> doesn't make any sense. They should just call it exploding explosions. It, 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 and the thing is, is I don't think at once did they ever use that word. <laughs> Visioneers in there. Yeah. Did you not I, think the explosion was a little bit? Uh, like it's not as exciting as you would expect. Of, yeah, it was all, always off screen, and there was no blood involved, except except for like on the wall afterward when he was cleaning up, right? Right. Yeah. He was cleaning up, and he's like, you know, it's like, you know, cleaning up a little spot there on the wall, and uh, yeah, it it was. Um, and then he had the whole like uh, love interest that you never saw, the one that was on the phone. Right. 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 And, I thought that was interesting. I mean, it was. I don't know. I, I I can watch this guy do anything. Zach, you know, Zach Galifianakis could do anything. I, Zach, I love Zach Galifianakis. I enjoyed this film more than I thought I was going to. I enjoyed it more than I thought I did, even after I watched it. I think I like it more the more I think about it. That's, I, I like it <laughs> like I can see why people would not like this one. It's probably not how they ranked on Rotten Tomatoes or it whatever. A, you know, it was a pretty clean, simple idea. Uh, it was very simply executed, too. I, yeah, and... I think it got a little convoluted in, in the middle. Uh, with the brother, and, probably. Yeah, and with the brother stuff and, and, and not understanding. But I did was, like the brother, though. It was, <laughs> it, it was clear where it was marching to, and it finally it finally totally got to uh, where, where, it was, where it was supposed to, right? You know? Right. Well, uh, it's all the distractions that were there. But that's what was interesting about this is that Everybody in this reality <laughs> were coming up with distractions so they could keep themselves from getting too stressed out and explode. Exactly. <laughs> so basically, like, basically, that's, that's what was exactly amazing about this. And there was a woman that was on TV that was kind of the queen of <laughs> distractions. And then she had a meltdown. That was awesome. Anyway. By the way, <laughs> the woman that played that role, she's amazing. She was, she, do you know where else you've seen her before? Galaxy I, Quest. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. She is, I don't know her name, but uh, she is uh, <laughs> Missy. Uh, so Missy, Missy Pyle. Missy Pyle, right? Yeah. Um, she's. I. I am. I am a huge Missy Pyle fan. You know, she always has like some weird ass little tiny role. She never. She never plays it. She never. Thing is, is she never plays it straight. She well, she always, has that voice too. She always has that weird voice, and, yeah. and uh, I, I just love watching her. And uh, she's also the one that came up with the, uh, with the way that the, um, uh, the aliens spoke in Galaxy Quest. She's the one that came up with that. <laughs> you know that oh, that's funny. Yeah, that. We are, you know, <laughs> which was great. Well, Judy Greer is awesome too. I thought she, there was a slam oh, dunk yeah. to have her be the 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 wife. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so I think this is worth watching, especially if you like uh, strange things. That yeah, I, don't make any sense. It, it's funny, <laughs> is is there was a there was some there there was some actoring there that was uh, 
pretty bad. But the funny thing about it is, is that the the things that they were being asked to do in were so weird that it could have oh, been anybody about the doing co-workers? anything, but it really worked in the end. You're talking about one of the coworkers, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, right. I know, I know what yeah, you mean. That guy, you know, you're like, wow. It's, he was he was peeling scenery as fast as he could. Well, I liked when they were filling out the survey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Explain your relationship with your uh, teddy bear. <laughs> teddy bear, right? Yeah, you're like. Ugh. I would watch this, and then right after that, watch Baskets, because I adore Baskets. I could tell anybody to watch that show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So anyway. what do you rate this overall? Oh. I think when I was done with it, I probably would give it like a, not, not a really huge score, like three probably. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, I, I would give it a 3.2. I think I'm I'm kind of a little round. I'm I'm two points two point two higher. I'm right where you are, probably. No, because the more I think about it, the more I like appreciate it. Right. <laughs> if yeah, that makes any like sense. Pre- it's like. Well, I I, I appreciate it. For, it's percolating really in my head. Strange, the really strange thing is that that I uh, I watched it first on um, was it Tubi or. <laughs> It was one. It was one of those weird, <clears throat> weird streaming services, right? And there were so many commercials. It was probably like two beer one of those, yeah. Yeah, it it was so many commercials, and then I switched to one that didn't have as many commercials. But the weird thing is, is that the commercials, it was kind of hard to tell when you were slipping into a commercial because the commercials were were <laughs> just as weird as the as the show and the because. Part of the show was was sort of had a consumerism edge to it, right? You know. Yeah, totally. And, and so the commercials, adding commercials like every five minutes on the show, having a commercial, kind of fell right into the pattern of the show, and 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 it, it kind of became a mantra for the show. It was really. Weird. <laughs> it probably added to it. It probably did. I mean, you know, I. Uh, oh, there's two trivia things on IMDb that I thought were interesting. There's only two actually. It's showing all two items right now. But, uh, so Jared Drake, <laughs> they used his house in the movie, obviously. And they used Brandon Drake's, uh, his brother. They used his, their parents' house. <laughs> oh, their parents' house. Because yeah. <laughs> they had such a low budget. Yeah. So they, I, they went to locations that they could use for free. So that kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, uh Jordan Downey, um, Thanks Killing. Thanks Killing. <laughs> where he made it like, you know, free locations, his own house and stuff. <laughs> But, uh, uh, to, to this to this day, every time I hear Thanksgiving, all I can see is uh, is the uh, the turkey at the front door with the uh, face. <laughs> just, just the funniest scene I have ever seen. <laughs> and the guy was like, "Oh, come on in." Yeah, come on in. <laughs> oh, and also uh, the word "tunt." Yes. Did you catch that? I did. I and I'm did. not even a huge Archer fan. <laughs> But that's the name of Judy Greer's character. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a couple of drops along the way that I thought that were pretty interesting, you know. But yeah, so watch this. It's a. I think it's worth it if you like Zach Alphadakis. But yeah, yeah. If you don't, I'm and, not sure. And you know what? If you're in a weird mood, it helps. And I like eraser head, so <laughs> that's what there it you, is right yeah, there. There you go. It's, it is. Right? I've seen a racer head probably a dozen times. There you go. 
I was trying to sound like the sheep the thing, whatever that goat thing, whatever that was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, David Lynch. We haven't done much of David Lynch. Yeah, we can keep it that way. I don't know. I, 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 I think we're missing out. Yeah. In fact, you try to do a David Lynch shot on Vengeance. Just saying. Yes, I did. I did, and nobody understood it. And to this to this day, I have not I been able it. to. Get, I have not been able to get get anybody to understand that shot. Well, I'm you were like, overshooting it, and I was trying to tell Jeremy. I was working on second unit. I'm like, that's a cool shot. Let's go check cool it shot. out. And he's like, huh? Yeah, he was like, huh? It doesn't even fit with what we're doing. And it, <laughs> and it totally need it. It needed something to break out of what we were doing. Is what he needed. So anyway. Well, well, this is why I need to write a screenplay and have you direct it because I think we we both kind of think the same. There you go. I mean, that's actually a bad thing.